What up, what up? Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. Man, guys, it is a great, great, great Tuesday indeed. Well, for you, I hope it's a great Tuesday. What up, dog? <laughs> she was licking his arm, and he just went and like did a little pet swipe. And then she just has her head, and she's just staring like, what was that? <laughs> so, we have our dog in the studio she'll probably chill here for like a little bit and then she'll head off like yeah, she'll be like i'm bored you guys do this for too long yeah so what is going on everyone i'm shadell cole so patron of simpsons i'm joined by my lovely wife lauren <sighs> man here we are here we are so we're a year into podcasting Whoop. close to 100 episodes Whoop. the weather is feeling better Whoop. we're trying not to get sick by the corona that's not a whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was like on a roll and then I'm like, wait, <laughs> that threw me. Um, uh, daylight savings time. So it's light longer. Yeah. Whoop. So guys, <laughs> so let's look at the positive. If you listen to our episode, I think it was the first episode we put out first or second of this year. Um, talking about like investing in our future and, and our goals for 2020. So we went this weekend and um, we were looking at uh, houses <laughs> and man, oh man. So it kind of reversed on us. We first went to these houses that we like weren't sure about because there wasn't any pictures. It was a new construction. And, oh, it was a nice price. It, it fit everything that I liked. It fit mm-hmm. what you liked. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, oh, we're we had mad. the money. We're mad right now because we like really, really, really want to do it like right now. But we're like a few years away. Yeah. And we know that. Like there's, yeah, just because we're trying to do it the responsible way and have a 20% deposit. But close to it. Like, I mean, personally, I would like to have the 20% this time because we did 18% and we had the PMI for three and a half years. Yeah, so but like, the, not to get too detailed in our finances, the PMI really didn't do too much. True, but still, it's kind of annoying to have... Well, you're also paying more interest and stuff, so... You're paying more interest it regardless. It all adds up. You don't, but you don't see that change until like Any who's it's... Eh. That's our goal is we're trying to do the 20%. And, um, you know, for the houses we're looking at, that t- that takes a little while because we just got finished with the wedding and honeymoon and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, so we broke. We kind of, for the whole last year, we were focused on paying for the wedding instead of saving. So yeah. then we're back in the in the grind now for that. Um, but yeah, we're we went looking for places just because like whatever there's open houses, you know, it's if a it's, house we really like. Right, we're just like, or, hey, like let's get a feel for it. Let's just look. Like it doesn't yeah. hurt. And um, the real estate agent was really cool too, which is nice because sometimes they're like awkward and weird and mm-hmm. you know annoying because you know they want you to sign up and they want to call you and harass you and everything. But yep. she was cool. And uh, oh my gosh, we just wish we could move in tomorrow. So it stinks. But yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it what it ended up showing me and I'm not sure about you, dog. Number one, I feel like a house that I want has to be a new construction house. Yeah, we kind of got roped Sorry into to that. feel like uh, like a privileged person or anything. No, because we've seen others and now it's like it well, just, being a, it, it's so nice being a homeowner for now three years mm-hmm. and what we currently live at. It's like. We've gone through so many things, and mm-hmm. it's like and this is this is a certain convenience when you know that like when you get into a new house and like you don't have to worry about heater. so many things. Yeah, the water heater is gonna be good, and like, that you know that's the good for like five, is gonna six be good. years. Like yeah, the roof. <sighs> yeah, all that. You know, the roof is gonna be set for what ten? What no? Twenty five. It's yeah, like it's twenty to twenty five. I think. Something like that. So you like you know like these things are like set, 
and you have to worry worry about mm-hmm. them. It's like getting like a new car, and you're like, hey, and I'm it cool. really, it really for the price range that we've been looking at. I mean, we were surprised at the mm-hmm. price mm-hmm. it was that it wasn't on like the highest end of what we've looked at. Versus, we've found houses that you know have already been owned that are at the higher point. And I don't know, it was just surprising what yeah. you get in the amount of bedrooms and the size and um, the area and everything. Well, yeah, and then we went to go see in a house that we both liked, thought it would be good. We went to see it after seeing these nice houses. I really thought I'd love this house. What was the price? It was like three, three fifty, something like that. I didn't know we were talking prices. Yeah, whatever, sure, three fifty. We're we're poor. Something reasonable. I, well, I didn't know we were talking prices. Okay, cool. Well, she wants to keep that away. But I already spilled the beans. So three fifty for that house. <laughs> or we could just, at. you know, edit this out. No, like, three fifty for the house. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so we went to go see this one. And eh, this house, I was telling Lauren in the car, I'm like, it, it fit a theme in my head. Where this person likes like some type of like beach island type of vibe. And you could tell it was probably some older couple that lived here. Um, and they like had like the bottom floor was like the in-law like area and that's cool for some people like that may work out for for someone maybe it's like a family and they have like you know older kids and like yo you guys stay downstairs you know i'll <laughs> take the older apartment. place yeah but it was just there's a lot happening and like eh, it wasn't all what it didn't live up to our hype and expectations um so yeah so we're just narrowing down even though it's going to be like two, three years before we find, or not find, but have the money to put down on a house that we actually like, we're like narrowing down what we actually want. Because if we didn't go today, hey, we want to know that this right. is what we can get. Well, yeah. Because I, I, I want to know. And yeah. Then, so I later went on to look at other towns and I'm like, oh, they're like priced similarly at they're these other towns. They're similar to the, yeah. I'm like, wow. Because I, I want that so. modern look. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, we're kind of like yay, but then we're like mm. yeah, it's like, it's like, like <laughs> it really stinks because you're like, well, realistically, you know, this isn't gonna be here when we can do it. Yeah, and it's just hoping that like when we are ready, that something you know, similar pops up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's just like me when I you know go to the Tesla website at least once a week, and I'm just like customizing my Tesla, hoping one day I'd be able to hit buy. But you know, you know what I just realized too? Us saying a price on here, it's kind of oh, yeah, it, it depends on your area. Yeah, so I guess you, if you don't live in Connecticut, it doesn't really mean anything because, like, <laughs> for for what you can get down south for that is so much more than you can get yeah. in Connecticut, and then like California, you You're get like, even less. So, like, like that's, yeah, that sounds like a horrible house, right? So, I guess, yeah, it's yeah. not really you got you don't it's, really understand, I guess, yeah, or relative. <laughs> but, bits on the area but yeah but man that was eye-opening and great and all that mm-hmm. so i just want to share that information because i'm kind of excited mm, but yeah we that. just want to we just want to like look at place. we want to take our time and really know what we're getting because the next place we're getting is our forever place yeah we're so not we're not trying to move again we're trying to yeah. have room to expand and mm-hmm. have a family and have options and exactly you know not really sacrifice as much as we have here and like things like that so yeah having the space yeah. for the kids and like where everything's gonna be and like just having a vision of what that future house is gonna look like mm-hmm. is what we have in our minds and so far like i gotta say we fit in like what we're looking for so i, I know like we're very similar so cool 
Yeah. Like, we like the same color schemes and everything. I'm like, okay. Which cool. is really funny because we're opposite in a lot of ways, but apparently right. we're very similar in when it comes to what we want in a house. Damn right. It's weird. Damn right, sis. <laughs> uh, all right. Now let's get to the business that is at play here. So I want to talk about Meg Thee Stallion. Currently, she's going through her own, like, uh, label legal battles and stuff, and I don't really want to get into the nitty-gritty Aren't of that. They all? If you really care, you can look it up or look at some other podcasts that are talking about the details. Sorry to make you water shake. <laughs> oh, it didn't uh, spill. We're good. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk about more on the side of bad contracts that, like, artists are signing, and we've we talked about this with Taylor Swift, you know, back last year, like, late last year, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a common thing, and it's not just, I feel like, in the music industry, more so rap, it's more common to, to express your displeasure with this. But bad contracts happen, like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, so I kind of want to talk about this. You probably going to have more information on this than I would. Mm-hmm. And it's like, eh. I've signed to some bad contract, or well, one bad contract in my life at the time. What? So, okay, back when YouTube was a, was a popping thing to, like, make money off and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, I was growing and I signed to, uh, what do you call those things? A market. What was this? Oh, it's like a third party. I know what thing. you're talking you know, about. Yeah. It's instead like a partnership. Of, instead of Google AdSense. Yeah. Yes. And I signed with that and I looked through the contract and stuff like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. I can see what it is. And I saw like my, at least my loophole, which they also had one, which is like, you know, if they didn't like your content, they can like right. cut it off. But also in the sense of like, if I, mm-hmm. what was it? It was something like. If I didn't upload a video or something like that, if I was inactive for some period, like I'd be able to like, like the contract becomes like null and void. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's my loophole. Because if I get don't like you guys, well, looks like I'm gonna go MIA for a bit. But, I uh, see why they do that though, because if you're actually doing really well, but say you don't like the company, you're not gonna stop making content because you're making money. Yeah. So like, I see. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I see. So, like, I signed that, and, like, uh, I didn't have a lawyer review. I was probably, like, in my 20s, 19-ish, something like that. Well, yeah. And I wasn't going to have it. It wasn't, I, was making, I wasn't making anything on YouTube. It was just right. the starting point, and right. then after that, I kind of fell off right. from it. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was a, a not the greatest agreement <laughs> to sign um, at my young age. Um, do you have any instances of that? I did the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, for my YouTube. <laughs> I It was, like, a beauty community type of whatever is that called i can't remember what it's called i know what you're talking about the the name yeah, for it's, like, it. it's a partnership but right? um yeah i did that and i don't think i had any real problems i just don't think it it didn't work like it doesn't exactly. help they me like there was they it didn't was, support you yeah and it just thought. didn't i thought like oh there this would help me grow and make more money and stuff and it just didn't if anything i think it took more so it just it didn't make sense and so i think i don't think i got out of it but i think i just let it expire and then i just went back now, to adsense do you remember how how much their cut was no this I was failed. i oh god this had to be the early 2010s so i think similar to meg i believe mine was so Meg signed a contract with this company called 1501. Um, at the time, she wasn't, you know, some like the person mm-hmm. she is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a 60-40 split. But the thing with Meg's was like the label takes 60% of whatever she's making. Mm-hmm. But Meg has to pay for, you know, everything else. Um, 
the band, the features, like all that stuff, like is coming out of her pocket. That doesn't um, make sense. Yeah, yeah. So that's like she she's going through wow figuring that out, and I guess supposedly from you know everyone going back and forth into this, it's a that's a good uh, contract in like the music world, and I'm like, oh, wow. okay, that is that's a problem. Wow. Um, and I feel like that's what I got when I partnered with this with the YouTube partnership was sixty forty, and I was like, cool, because I'm not making anything, but I see yeah, how they I get remember. it because if they promise you, like, hey, we're gonna help you out with this, we're gonna get you connections, we're gonna work with you, this and that, I I got no help in in that duration. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm like sixty forty sure because I'm a nobody, right? But you don't realize that if you keep doing what you're doing. You're bound to become a somebody, mm-hmm. and like they're gonna be making money off you, and mm-hmm. it's like, what can you do when you're like, oh, I want to renegotiate mm-hmm. my contract? You end up in the situation that Meg's in, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, nah, <laughs> you signed this agreement, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to stop it, you're gonna stop and lose that money because you go dead on YouTube. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, So okay, so you had a bad con- anything else? Any other agreements or something that the- someone went to like have you sign that you're like, hold up, this seems a bit suspect. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think I've been on that side. I now, mean, yeah. Tell me now. In this, I want to say now because I feel like currently you're educated. Yeah. <laughs> but in your early stages of building your your makeup brand business and everything if someone gave you a contract and they were like yo i can help you with advertising getting your your name out there in your local area um and bringing a lot of business to you you just have to sign this agreement and you know uh you you share some of the profit with me mm-hmm. would you be up for that if it seems like it was beneficial i mean for you? i don't really know what they would do or like they would advertise and put you like I don't know. I I mean, I've freelanced for another company and they've taken a percentage because they give me the work, essentially. I've done that kind of thing. Yeah, but this is different. This is them saying, we're going to advertise to get your name out there. And the people that you bring in, we want a cut of that. I don't know about that. Would you? Not at this time, but like I feel like as a young kid trying to get up. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I would have. I don't know. Like... (sighs) Because I'm trying to like understand this. Because essentially, Meg signed this contract, and she was like twenty something. Right. I mean, yeah. And we don't point, really know much at the point, right? When you just want to do stuff with it, you just want to like do what you're loving and stuff. Like, I get that. Um. It's interesting because this on on the professional side, this is why I've made my contracts tighter, mm-hmm. just because. A few years ago, I was using contracts that you just get like from the internet and they're not legit because you don't really know what they say. Like they're not to your business specifically and stuff. So I went through a small business attorney and I redid everything a couple years ago. And yeah, she was basically saying how like the, the way the verbiage was and like all this stuff, like I wouldn't have been protected. Like if someone wanted to take me to small claims or sue me or anything, Mm -hmm. um, and but I will say in my contracts I'm very fair though like where it, it's all laid out it makes sense it's not like I'm not trying to take advantage of people I'm just trying to like lay it out and be like hey if this happens yeah. then this happens like if you know and so yeah 
So I, I get both sides. I get where you have to also be smart mm-hmm. in a business sense and be protected. But I don't agree with, you know, if you're going to be skeevy and try to pull one over because, you know, it's, it's 50 pages long and because it has all these big words and, you know, you're 19, the person signing, like that stuff. Yeah, but it's tough because the issue is, I'm not sure if it was necessarily trying to be, you know, skeevy or whatever. I don't know. It, whatever, sounds, it sounds like they but kind it, of are, though. It, it's like the industry standard is what a lot of these contracts right. are. But the industry standard does sound like it is skeevy. Like, I, I don't disagree. Which I think stinks. Because there is a different way to do it. Like, you can just be blunt and protective and, and you know, say what you got to say. But you can do it in a way that isn't, like, you're trying to pull one over. If Because it sounds like the music business, they know exactly that you're going to come back in, like, five, ten years. And you're going to, you know, want this or demand this or ask for this. And it's like they know that you're going to do that. So they put it in there to protect themselves against that. It happens like clockwork. Like, that is a problem. Uh, it doesn't yeah. make sense to... That just sounds like you're taking advantage of me. Yeah. See There's that? And you're stunting my growth things. and stuff. Like, that just... That's like, different. I recently learned. I'm like listening to the Joe Biden podcast. Was to learn so many things. So getting into like people's publishing, um, where it's like, yo, if you don't own your music and like the label owns your music or whoever owns your music, and it's just like Taylor Swift. Damn, it's JoJo. It's yeah, it's a dirty world out there. Yep. When it comes to if you don't own your masters, and it's yep. like you gotta buy that back. And mm-hmm. here's one thing that I thought was interesting listening to the Joe Biden podcast that I learned. And that you could probably apply it to any business, you know, which is if you're here for a short time, you're probably going to sign to a label because they can automatically, they have the funding, they have connections, they have all that stuff. So you're like, yo, I, I just want to, you know, become famous and rich and all that stuff. Sure, the label's going to get you there, but it comes with the price. Mm-hmm. If you're here for the long term and you're like you want your career to ride out and you're mm. you're trying to make something of yourself, mm-hmm. you go independent. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. And I like I could think about that for like a range of different people. Like, man, um, who can I think that? Uh, like Young Ma, she's independent. A lot of these people like sell, well, not sell, but like they'll have contracts as far as like getting their stuff out there more but not necessarily being like they have a creative hold on you or like you're kind of reliant on them or they take some 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 bit of your publishing or something and it's like yeah like i feel like in this day and age no matter what business you're in you shouldn't sign an agreement just because oh man i can get you know this many clients because of this advertising because you get like calls from yelp or like you had like wedding wire and stuff like that it's like yo we can bring so much traffic by you being on the front page all the people i will get the most random magazine calls too Mm -hmm. of like literally i think one was like a golf course or something and i'm just like no yeah (laughs) like what you don't want to advertise to to old men oh my gosh i'm like no sorry that's not my demographic yeah and it I get it if you're a kid and you don't get what you're signing, but... And, like, given eh. marketing and advertising and stuff, that's always important in some capacity. Um, But it's the whole, yeah, it's like, do you want to sell, essentially, like, sell part of it to get something? Versus, like, 
if I'm just investing in like marketing on, you know, a billboard or in uh, Facebook ads or whatever it is, that's different than like if I'm basically selling a portion yeah. of what I make all the time mm-hmm. to a person or to a thing to a for something. Well, and you don't even know, like given you never know, you never know how marketing's going to go, but I don't know. It goes with um, like the... So you you were briefly in and out of the interview I was watching with with the girl from Honeypot, um, that got her stuff into Target, mm-hmm. which is dope. Yeah, and she was saying like, don't ask for money, don't meet with companies, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. make something and make sure that product is is the best, and keep perfecting it, and then like go out and hustle and 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 kind of like build your name for it, mm-hmm. um, of it of the product and everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I dig that. Like you want to, everyone wants to be quick and be like, Oh, I got this quick product. Let me go to whole foods. Let me go to target. Let me exactly. go to all these places. That's actually, that's a really good point. So like for me, my, some of my steps have been slow going or some of, you know, some of my decisions or whatever, but everything has been strategic and it's for a reason because I, in my business have never been in debt. Like, I've never had to take out a loan. Like, I have a credit card for, like, recurring payments and all this stuff, but it's always paid off every month. Like, I, it, you know, and what? Don't, hold up. Don't brush over that. Can you repeat that again for everyone that didn't catch what you just said? Which part? Repeat everything you just said. I don't have any debt. I don't have any debt in my business. You don't have any, it's zero debt. Never had any debt. No. I've never been in debt in my business. I've never had a loan from somebody or a bank or mm-hmm. anybody. I've never been over with my credit cards, yep. not been able to pay all this stuff. Everything I've done has been very strategic and mm-hmm. very calculated. And I keep a very close eye on my finances and I learn them inside and out and all this different stuff because it's not worth it. It's not worth to be indebted to somebody else for something for your business. Mm -hmm. Like for me, and I've said this before, I couldn't imagine personally having a partner, at least at this point, I can't imagine having like a 50, 50 split with somebody just because I like that. I have the ability to call all the shots within my business and transform it how I want and evolve with it. And like, everything Mm -hmm. whether it's how a place looks whether it's what's in my kit whether it's you know the clientele i advertise to whatever Mm -hmm. so uh, for me it's like yeah if you if you you're indebted to somebody you're kind of taking away some of your power within your business and so that's always been a huge deal for me and like granted i get it say like down the road i feel like if I want to get like a full blown salon space or something, I may have to get like a, a loan of some sort for like a mortgage or something maybe. Mm-hmm. So I get that, but I've never had like, I've never had to take something out even to get like equipment or something like whatever I've got in, whatever physical things I've paid for anything. I've always like saved up and I've always been strategic about like, I'm not going to jump on this. There's something that I've been years in the making of because it just never was the right time. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to play it right. Yeah. And like, it's, it stinks because you want to be impatient at times, but it's like, you got to be smart. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's a common thing where people are like, I got a business idea, 
but I got to go into debt for this. I got to get a loan Right, now. they jump. They're just like, this. I need $100,000 just to start this. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. There's and a lot of things you can start with $1,000, $5,000, and you can get so far. You just have to, you have to be strategic yeah. and start it with that lump and then start getting the clients and focus on mm-hmm. that and focus on being a good service or product or whatever it is and then reinvest it. There's so many. That's the thing, too. And I'm lucky because at the at the time that I was reinvesting into my business, 100% was when I also had other jobs. So, like, you also have to be strategic again mm-hmm. and you have to be, you know, hardworking and willing because there was a point where for years everything I would make in the business would go right back to the business. A hundred percent. I wasn't seeing a penny to me, not having fun with any of it. It was just going, it was a cycle, but it had to be so that I could get to the point where I, I bought all the, the best products or the best, you know, station or whatever the heck I needed. Um, and then I was able to, you know, slowly like get rid of this job and and go from full time to part time this and then completely this. And then now, ooh, I can pay myself this and now I can, ooh, I can give myself a raise here and yada. It's a very it, business is one of those things. If you're going to go into it, be patient mm-hmm. because sure, there's some of these people that blow up overnight, but that's not the norm. Um, on average, it takes a good like three to five years of doing it full time mm-hmm. to really see like something great happen. Um, that's like the average is like when you start to see like all of a sudden that weird and it's yep. crazy. I can't explain it, but it is real where you start to see all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is happening. Like something's happening. Like it's I, I f- and it's funny because you feel like you're like, oh, this is out of nowhere, but it's not. If you know, if you've worked on it for years. So that's my biggest takeaways. I'm not typically a patient person, but you have to be like with this stuff. So I'm with you. Yeah. Um, but I love it. Yeah, it's great. And you have some big news coming up, but we will. We'll I do, sh- but that's sh- we'll save that for when you're actually ready to share that. I alluded to that with the years in the making. So, yeah. <laughs> so we got some big news coming up. Well, you got big news coming up. Yay. So, uh, We'll share that at a later time. A couple things, not even just one. Yeah. So we'll share that at a later time. Um, I just wanted to jump in that st- into that topic because bad contracts happen all the time. And find a lawyer that like understands the business that you're you're in that mm-hmm. can like break it down. Even if you th- th- you know throw this lawyer a hundred, two hundred, a thousand, whatever for mm-hmm. them to like run through this contract, it could save you a lot of money. Like in the future, that I think Meg was like, she could have gotten like a million, but she only got fifteen hundred or something. 15, oh. Sorry, fifteen thousand. My bad. Oh no, but that's still awful. <laughs> so like she's doing not for even a like, hundred. A hundred thousand yeah. is only ten percent of a million. Can you like for, picture that? I don't that? know the details on it. Fifteen thousand. Like, that's pennies. It, yeah, it's. Oh my god. You can save a lot of money by you understanding your contract and being like, yo, let's change this because I don't like the, wow. the verbiage here. Right. And again, that's Listen kind of that. your upfront investment. That's exactly. like your you take from your savings or whatever you do. Um, I will say also, yeah, as far as the contract thing, I had as a bride too, because I do a lot of weddings, 
but also as a bride because see i'm not i'm not looking to take advantage of people so i tell them i'm like look through everything let me know if you have any questions that whole thing and i occasionally most people are just you know they don't want to read so they just sign it but i occasionally have brides who actually like go through they read the entire thing and like there's you know and i had this one bride a few weeks ago and she asked me because i have this clause in there that essentially says like again i'm i don't know the verbiage but it basically says uh how you know everyone will act in a a good manner demeanor like that kind of thing um and it base what it means is if i felt like i was verbally abused or if things were going very south and i felt uncomfortable or unsafe in a situation that i could literally stop my job and leave and you don't get a refund because um this has happened to several people I know. It thankfully has not happened to me, knock on wood, um, but it actually is a real thing in this industry. And there are people that will get like, I mean, very badly verbally abused and we don't deserve that. We're not doing anything to deserve that. So like, it's one of those where, so yeah, you've already paid because I'm already here doing the job and it's, you know, it's a done deal. But if, if things go too far, I can leave. That's basically what it says. And so, again, it's protecting me. But I'll tell you that outright. Like, if you ask me, what does this mean? That's the thing. Every clause in my contract, I made sure I understood what it meant so that I can explain it to people. I'm not afraid. I'm not I'm not trying to hide something. So she kind of she thought it was funny because she's like, like she read it and the way it's worded she's like oh that's like weird she's like that's really like happened and i'm like no thankfully not to me but it's there if that one in a million case does happen yeah because like that's extreme like you should like (laughs) yeah that's extreme i could never envision me hiring like the dj or or someone being like no you're trash this and that like i'm sure it happens but like like, for example picture you have too many mimosas getting ready maybe you're drunk and you're like acting in a really inappropriate way towards me. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, another example yeah. of it. Like, okay, this is going too far. Yeah. You're not you're not listening, you're not stopping, you're not taking my cues. Like let's Yeah, we're yeah. done here. So Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um all right. So off Meg, let's talk about old posty. Old post Malone. Posty. So I wanna talk about mo- post Malone. <laughs> and note. I wanna talk about him um at the beginning of this week but then a story came out which we'll talk about in a bit about like him him and his like weird drug behavior so okay. post malone says he got face tattoos because he he's ugly is what he said um i i wish i could play this video from hip-hop dx for you guys but i'm just gonna play this here for you real quick like this guy he, so he did an interview. Not very loud. Well, okay. I'm not trying. Can't really. I'm not trying to go through Hip Hop DX okay. with this. But it's on Hip Hop DX. Post Malone says he gets his face tattoos uh, because he's ugly. And. <laughs> Dog. I'm going to show you a picture of Post Malone without tattoos as soon as my thing wants to like work. And I want to know why, bro. God damn, it's not working. He'll look like a newborn baby. Okay, never mind. Wait, hold up. Oh. Yeah. Like. 
Oh, stop it. He looked cute in his... He lo- Wait, he looks oh, like... That picture, yeah. When he was that age, he was probably in high school or something. He almost looked like the brother of the kid with the lisp from Stranger Things. Dog. What's his name? Oh, I know his name. But um, I feel like arguably right now, Post Malone looks a bit weird with his tattoos on his face. Well, yeah. So I'm going to say, I, I, you know, I may be biased, but I don't like face tattoos at all. Like, I just, I don't. I don't think they look good on pretty much anybody. Um, but yeah, so I'll always think that. <laughs> I'll always think anybody looks better without that. I just but, had to talk about that. But, um, yeah. Um, I just had to talk about that because it's weird. That's sad, though, that he thinks he's ugly and he has to, like, uh, cover in a... Oh. Right? So, Post Malone's behavior at concerts has been a bit, like, weird. I know, I've seen And that. I saw, like, some things... And it was a video of him, like, talking to the fans um, in a concert saying, you know, he feels better than ever and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then I see some other clips like this one um, I know. that you guys can he, find. I know. I honestly think it's a cover-up. I think him saying, oh, I'm fine. See? Like, <laughs> no, people think he's drinking or on drugs. And um, Dog, what is... I know. And then so, some people have tried to defend him and say, oh, that's his stage oh, persona. God. He just slammed a guitar. I know. People are like, that's his stage persona, blah, blah, blah. But then other people are like, no, I saw him a couple years ago. He was not this bad. This is like, this is extreme. Um, and yeah, people are saying they're like, because you, he I seems know. drunk. That, come on now. Or on That's drugs. a drunk face. That's, or drugs. Sure. Like, but nonetheless, he's he's under the influence of something. And it just people are saying how you know this is this is when you need to take concern with people is when they're showing you this because this is how all those ODs happen. People are comparing him to Amy Winehouse. It's bringing shows down my spine too because it's like I don't want another death. Like this year has already been bad with Pop and and Kobe. Like I, dog, I'm not I'm not in the mood for another death. Because he's another one that kind of shot to fame out of nowhere. After his song White Iverson back, what, 2016, 2017, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's nowhere. been, yeah, I feel like it's been quick, so. He, yeah, he kind of. A lot sh- of people kind of go off the deep end when that happens. And, like, he doesn't do a lot of interviews, so it's hard to, like, really know mm. what his vibe is. I don't think that's normal, though. All the stumbling. Like, because you can tell, like, when somebody's acting, like, and they're they're putting on a show, like, for you know for a concert and they yep. they got moves and certain like whatever say it's like a dramatic song Gosh. and they're like you know crawling on the floor or something but like this looks like legit like can't he get straight up like wobbling i know his like hand i and, can't like, get my balance kind of stumble like his eyes were closed like he was he had to like roll his eyes like yeah it's weird and it's like uh like we had so we had pop pass away you know however many a couple weeks ago we had Kobe pass away, and it's just like I'm. I'm tired of like celebrities dying that we like. We we like. <laughs> like, can we chill? That'd be great. Let's end 2020 without any celebrity deaths. Not yeah, that, that's not gonna happen. Not that Pop Smoke's death. Not Pop Smoke. God, Post Malone's death will like super affect me like Pop Smoke because I'm. Not, I don't have that connection with them as a as a listener. Mm-hmm. But like, it's to have a lot of people that like ride for you and like listen to your music and rock with you and. You know, I'm sure his concerts get sold out no matter what. You're affecting so many other people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on. Like, you would think people in your circle are like, yo, what's going on? Like, let's talk. Well, 
I just saw something recently for on this bandwagon from Demi Lovato about how her previous team was like the opposite of supportive and kind of aided in her overdose a mm-hmm. couple years back. Um, and I think it, what was it? It was, it was, she was talking about like something with food or like, because she's always had an issue with like um, body image and you know things like that yeah so i don't know she said she would get like some starbucks drink or something and you know her team would like say something about it and like there would be these little things that added up and that you know ultimately would make her kind of go backwards because of how it made her feel and so it's like in one breath, sure, you hope your team is supportive and helpful and wants the best for you. But at the same time, you never know. You never know when it comes to people close to you. Yeah. And you never know who's just trying to either take advantage of you or trying to use you to climb the ladder or trying to, you know, abuse you and maybe sell a story or something. Like, it's tricky. There was some celebrity. I can't think of the who it was that, like... They were trying, like, the people around them were, like, really just using them for him him, I, him or her for money. Um, and, I, yeah, that's probably a common thing. I feel like that's what happened with Pop, mm-hmm. where people set him up. Because I don't get how one person can die in a room where four other people were, mm-hmm. had guns. and like. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. So, it's like, yeah, you hope, but I don't think so. I don't know. Because, yeah, that made no sense for her because she was on such, like, a good path. And then when she overdosed, it was like, what happened? And then now you heard, like, um, that Anyone song come out and you're just like, damn. Like, she was in a place where, yeah, even her team was not on her side. Mm -hmm. And she literally, she said in the interview, she's like, I expressed that I needed help. I asked for help. And I was just not getting it. I was, you know, I was just getting belittled. And I was like, right. So you get to the place where you're like, well, I tried. I did what everybody told me to do. And so, yeah, screw it. Yeah. You know, so I get it. Like, that's tough. I don't know. I don't know. It really sucks when you see, like, a celebrity, like, on a decline like that. I love her. I'm a huge Demi fan. I, I, I. No, but really, she is one of those people that I always want the best for her. I want her to, like, truly, like, get to a place where she's succeeding and she's not around these terrible people and she's not on you know doing the drugs and everything like she i feel like she really could like she she just has to get to that point and i think maybe she finally is but it's so it's sad when like you know she was finally climbing and then it just mm-hmm. oh gosh it, it really stinks to be around shitty people yeah i'm with you I, it's annoying <laughs> it's annoying so oh, man. um but yeah i yeah I just hope the best for Pop. For, God, I keep seeing Pop Smoke. Post Malone. I, I hope the best for Post Malone. It's. Yes. It sucks. To, like, it's like, yeah, seeing Demi or seeing Taylor Swift yeah. like, on stage, like, going like, wild. Right. It's like, uh, guys, I know I can't talk to you, but I just hope that you hear my words somehow and feel. Literally, bad. Demi said, like, there were times, like, she was high when she was filming Camp Rock. I don't know what Way that back is. then. That, that movie on Disney Channel with the Jonas Brothers. Holy crap, you don't know I can't... Dog, why oh would I watch gosh. this? I wasn't a Disney kid. <gasps> I'm, dog, I'm oh sitting there watching gosh. Nickelodeon's Cartoon right, Network. Anyways, my point is she was like a teenager at that point. Like, it was bad. Like, Damn, Jonas but, Brothers pull, giving her a little bit of weed? Like, here you go, Demi. Okay, that's not funny at all. 
That's so, <laughs> that's like, exactly what like, feeds into Miley. This. You want some of this, babe? That's not <laughs> funny at all. Yo, Zach that's, Cody, come here. Oh my god, you're a terrible human. You're exactly who would send her over the edge. So thanks, Drake, Josh. Come on. That's Nickelodeon. Leave the little, leave the little weird girl over there. That's we don't want. I know they're inviting everyone except Carly. for the little weird girl. No, Miranda Cosgrove. Leave the little weird girl over there. We, we Carly, want, yeah, that was. Oh uh, no! What her, her name on the show? I don't know her name on the show, but yeah. Anyways, leave her over um, there. Or no, Megan. She was Megan on that show, and then she was Carly, and I got Carly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Anywho, you know what I hate with the Demi thing is when everyone like the keyboard warriors can just never quit and they always have to like put on some like even if it's a positive post of hers, they always just have to put like crazy heroin addict, (laughs) nothing but a heroin addict. You'll always be the same heroin addict. And I'm like, that's not helpful. Uh, It's not a keyboard warrior. That's a troll. But that's what I mean. The people behind the keyboards who, you know, they can't say that to your face, but like. Why am I say what's a keyboard warrior then? I, I mean, thought that's more so someone that like fights for like a cause. Oh my bad. Okay. <laughs> Unless they're fighting for the cause of keeping Demi down. I mean, no seriously, that's oh, all. Yeah. I'm like these people need lives. And their lives are being unhappy and making other people that's unhappy. That's terrible. Um, I swear, someone tries their best and no. <laughs> so speaking of people that are trying to try their best, I want to talk about Mike Tyson. Everyone's talking about, uh, babe. You don't. You. This is not a good idea. Sorry. The dog is like going a little I'll just crazy. put her down because I'm not picking her up with her trying to mess up a wire. <gasps> oh, no. Thank you. Um, so I want to talk about Mike Tyson because he feels empty without boxing. Now, I'm sure you know Mike Tyson, right? Yep. Good. I'm surprised. How are you <laughs> surprised? <laughs> so he, he, went on a, Tyson. he went on a podcast and he was talking. Like, this guy, when I play this audio for you. And I'll, you'll see some of the video, but the video is kind of sped up, so it doesn't matter. But, like, hear it in his voice. They're like, he's so, like, uh, I don't know, like, sad, depressed, like, just, like, he feels lost because he can't do what he loved to do. Mm, and, I feel that. Oh, you're not going to feel this. Because oh. everyone's looking at this as a different type of way, and I'm going to oh. take a spin at it in a oh. different way. Oh, well, so, I felt it what you just said. <laughs> so I'm going to play the clip, and we're, we'll right. go from there. Crap, I don't know if that's gonna make me look bad. Napoleon, I know them all. I read them all. I studied them all. I know the art of fight. I know the art of war. That's all I ever studied. That's why I'm so feared. That's why they feared me when I was in the ring. Because that's all my. I was an annihilator. That's all I was born for. And now those days are gone. It's empty. I'm nothing. I'm working on being the art of humbleness. Can you be me? That's the reason why I'm crying, because I'm not that person no more. And I miss them. Because sometimes I feel like a bitch. Because I don't want to, I don't want that person to come out. Because if he comes out, hell is coming with him. And it's not funny at all. It must sound cool. Like I'm a tough guy. It's just that I hate that guy. I'm scared of him. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. That's kind of sad then. Yeah. I, so, everyone... Here's my thing. I, I'm I, there's two things with this. It's super sad that like he he, he doesn't have a purpose or feels like he doesn't have a purpose because mm-hmm. he was made to fight. Mm-hmm. But my next part is, it's very what he wants to do is pr- really toxic. Yep. 
because he's talking about like Mike Tyson was brutal in the ring. Like he he right. wants to straight up kill people or he yeah. I I don't know. It may be an unpopular opinion, but I also get it though because that's what you know. Like that's your life, and that's what you're used to. Yeah. And if you haven't been taught differently or you haven't like changed anything or whatever, like, yeah, that feel, it feels unnatural to do something the opposite of what you've always known and what you're comfortable with and used to. And so like, I get it as toxic as it is. Sometimes people are used to toxic. Well, that's what the the issue is weird to do something anti-toxic. But That's his issue. He's trying to figure out, he's trying to be humble and be like, you know, uh, you know, I'm assuming he'd probably be back in the days. He'd probably be that guy if you bumped him. Like it would be right. give him a reason to want to fight you. Right. And now he's as he's getting older, he's like, I can't do that. Like mm-hmm. that's not how you should operate. And it's it's a struggle for him. What did the dog just have? Some I don't know. Up? She looked like she was happily chewing as she ran in. <laughs> pizza on the floor, guys. <laughs> She's like, hey guys, nothing to see here. Um. Um. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I and I get that because it is. It's very hard to break a toxic pattern it's possible but it it's a lot of hard work and it is and it's 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 weird when it feels normal to be that way and Dog, to do something better for like you to, for him it, his passion is to to hurt people like tell me how how twist that is like i get the point of like yeah it sucks like you can't live out your passion mm-hmm. but if you really get into the nitty gritty of it you're passion is to hurt people mm-hmm. like there's something that's mentally like wrong with that that i just feel like no one's really talking about mm-hmm. and yeah mm. yeah he's gotta work on some stuff i think yeah. it's sad it's a sad situation and i was looking up his childhood um i took a screenshot it's on my phone but i can't get it now and i feel like his, his situation he lived lived in new york i think he only had his mom to rely on his dad left him when he was like two or three and like I can only imagine, you know, back in the days in New York, this guy had to survive. Like, he's out there, like, you know, all I can think about is all the music I hear from New York and, like, the back in the days, how New York was just gritty and just doggy dog it, it was for people, more so black people, um, like, in, depending on your area. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I can see where, like, Mike Tyson's like, shoot, I don't have my dad around. I just got my mom. Like, I got to help out i gotta figure out some way to to pay bills had to learn how to fight became really good at it became real good at hurting people because they tried hurting me and mm-hmm. this is this is what led me to where i am now and like it just yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just it sucks i feel real bad for the guy that like you can't find happiness after your career mm-hmm. but i just hope you find happiness because it's like Dog, you can't be, I think he's like 50, 60 years old. You can't be like that old being like, man, I just really want to fight someone. Like, that's not. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say I'd give up hope of him being able to change. Anyone can change if they put in the work and they really want to. Yeah. So. I'm sure it's just, it just, it sucks. Like, if that was like my dad or my friend or something, dog, I would, I would help him so much. I'm like, what could we do that would like get you back the energy? Like, do we need to get like you know punching bags or or something like i don't know like something to like mm-hmm. ease it like you're not gonna there's nothing that's gonna get better than me like punching someone and you react and be like ow and like you know all that the mm-hmm. feeling and stuff that comes from it 
Mm-hmm. But like, what's something that's somewhat like acceptable, I guess, mm-hmm. or something? I I don't know. I try to talk about that because I wasn't seeing anyone talk about the negatives of what he's he's mm-hmm. talking about. As much mm-hmm. as it's sad and painful to see like this man go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You were just like, I feel you, Mike. I mean, no, like now it sounds bad, but (laughs) (laughs) that's not what I meant. I meant, yeah, I'd be sad if I couldn't do my passion too. Like I get that. Get your anger out there, Mike. No, that's not what I was talking about. That's not. No, we have different passions. That's no. Beat up the next elderly person you see. Someone that's your age. Just playing. Um. Uh, so I want to end this bad boy off with some relationship advice here. This is a common one. This is a common one. Something that we we work towards, and I'm not sure if I want to get into all of this, and more so just tackle the question at hand. Okay. Um. So this person's question is: Is no yelling ever an unreasonable boundary in a relationship? Um. And I'll just, I'll get into this paragraph that this person said. Um saying that they grew up being yelled at a lot some um some garden variety yelling i don't know what that means some backed against the wall without very large with a very large man an inch away from my face screaming at me and threatening to physically harm me yelling i spent a lot of my childhood walking on eggshells and a lot of my early teenage years losing my shit screaming and screaming right back with predictable explosive results I am 25 now, and I just can't handle yelling. I'm not trying to police anybody who's raising their voice slightly in frustration, but any kind of actual shouting just makes me completely shut down. Mm. I panic and start crying. My heart's going a million miles an hour, and I'm angry and want to shout back, but I also want to say whatever will make them stop shouting, but I can't say anything because it's too hard to breathe. Hmm. Um, and then they go on with they broke up with their ex-boyfriend they were in a one year relationship two weeks ago Um, uh, pretty much that he was controlling and manipulative um, that he you know trying to dictate how he's allowed to express his emotions when he's upset and when we broke up um, he tried she tried to walk away when he started yelling at her during an argument and he followed her down the street telling me telling her that she was acting like a child um she was crying asking him to leave her alone some people intervened because they obviously thought we were in some kind of abusive relationship scenario it was a whole thing um he says that the man can't help yelling in the same way oh that men can't help yelling in the same way hold up buddy don't speak for all of us (laughs) um i can't help crying but i am uh can't you just stop talking can't you just stop talking if it's coming out as shouting thoughts opinions viewpoints yeah um i mean yeah obviously we struggled with this um it's kind of interesting because you and i have similar but different situations where like we both had parents that yelling was a common thing Mm -hmm. and you and i kind of went different ways where oh i talk low 
yeah, you're more of the you're gonna shut it down. You're not gonna listen. You're gonna yeah, I'm not in the mood. Yeah, like this isn't gonna be a thing. Whereas I'm the one who will feed more into it, and that was my uh, natural response because of what I was used to. Um, I understand the part where she's saying like you kind of you had to you had you had to yell to survive and be heard and yeah. try and get your point across and whatever it was and so um i think that's you know we just kind of reacted in different ways and mm -hmm. it has led to interesting arguments and discussions and things like that mm -hmm. um what's funny though is i think and i don't know if it's in being with me you kind of took on a little bit more of the yelling as the years went by mm-hmm slowly like you kind of introduced it more to where you would then lose your cool a little bit quicker than you used to or like yeah but there's a reason for that and I'll, I'll explain it on the podcast hopefully that you will listen because this is still something you I'm struggle like, of with of course today. there is i so i'm someone that normally talks low if you talk to me i'm talking with a low voice normal people have to go like like we went out earlier and this lady had like inching a little bit more because i just talk low <laughs> I'm just a low talker because that's just it's a trauma. Don't don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> um, so after me saying something to someone, mainly like someone that I'm comfortable with, like you or a friend or something like that, which normally doesn't happen. Um, if I'm explaining something to you and then like I'll say it once normal, say it again, normal. And then third time, if I don't feel like you're listening or paying attention or whatever, it's escalating. Because I'm not not in the mood. Like I I told you what it is. Like I'm same way that it's gonna happen with kids. Where it's like I'm gonna keep my cool until it's not cool to keep my cool, and then it's it's happening. Like I I, I keep things neutral. Like and how I learn how I how I handle my life now. What happens is in like my work life and like just various things in group settings. People that know me, they're like, oh, whenever Shadow talks, like we have to listen. Because that's now what's happening. Because it's um, it's since true. he's a quiet speaker, everyone's uh, like, "Oh, gotta pay attention to what Shell's gonna it's say." It's so annoying. I'll say what like three times because like he's quiet and then he won't repeat the part that I didn't hear. He'll repeat the other part I did hear, and it's like this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. But yeah, I like even yeah. your mom. She's like, "What?" Oh man, I hate what that. I hate when I'm talking on my phone. She's like, "What? What did you say, Shadow? What did you say?" What? She'll like cut you off mid mid sentence and be like, "What? I'm like, what was that?" I'm like, "It's either your phone because it can't be me." No, it's it's you. It's not. It is. Well, that's my my <laughs> reasoning of it. If even your mom can't uh, catch it, come on. Okay, I'm like you're listening too slow, mom. And that's his response. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but I'll say, yeah, it it's changed, but also one thing I hope that we like work on over time and it's it's lessened in a sense i like to say even though you like to nitpick about the smallest things oh like, well, uh. yep let's just take a dig <laughs> at me cool thanks <laughs> um like i'm trying to get us to the point where it's like we're not complaining about the simplest like things that like don't matter yeah like there's, there's a lot of that complaining about like things that i'm just like it's not that big of a deal like there's so many things that aren't that big of a deal for us to sit there and yell at each other about and hopefully one day as we're going to this old age that we can like have a conversation okay, about things but i don't cool. think you give us enough credit we really don't yell that much nowadays oh no we don't like we don't like i said back in the days it's more it's more discussion style it's more 
yeah, sure, we'll get annoyed or something, but it's not like... Because I'm not having it. I don't do that. Not, it's, how, excuse but, me. Oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> Just like you could call me out for the nitpicking and all that, why don't you also talk about how... Because I've also been better at that. Not just like, oh, I'm not having that and sound like this gross man over here. No. Why don't you be no, like, but, my wife is amazing because she has worked her butt off on self-improvement. Okay. And she's okay. also okay. in this. Okay, that's great. And she's, yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'll say, like, yeah, back in the days, we used to fight a lot. Um, and, like, I, you know, yeah. we were just t- saying this in the car as we were driving home earlier. That was a deep discussion. How, like... <laughs> Yeah, like things were like bad. It, it got to a point we went to like a friend's wedding, and it's just like they're getting married. We don't know if we're even going to make it to that at that point. Like it's just. And we had traveled. <laughs> we had traveled for it. It was like out of state, and it was like so we're in a hotel room, and it, it was just not. Yeah. It was not a good time. It was oh, yeah. 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 And it's like, yeah, we've we've come far and you've come far and everything. Oh, and it's gosh, like lots I just, of work, lots you know, of work. It's with anything. It's with anything as we were talking about earlier. It's like it's just hoping that we continue to progress and get better. So mm-hmm. I'll say it's possible to not yell as much in a fight ever. Ever is mm. extreme. Everybody has their breaking point and mm-hmm. everybody is at different points on any given day or has mm-hmm. out- Outside stresses could play a role. Your yep. work, uh, your family, I don't know, like your period, every all this stuff. Everything can play a role. And so like ever is really extreme. I feel like that's putting way too much stress on you and mm-hmm. your relationship. Um, yeah, so just, you don't want to fight ever. Like, just, just shoot for being the best you guys can be. And if it happens every now and then, try and it sounds like she kind of has to get to the point where I've been through of kind of healing and like self-development and kind of stuff because um, the of how much she shuts down and how much she can't handle it. I think um, if you can get to the point where you realize that this person is a different person than your parents and that you guys are handling things different and that there's progress to be made here and you guys can, you know, it's it's totally different. Like it's 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 a lot to work on, but you can get past it, and you can kind of see it for diff- two different, completely like relationships and situations. And um, I think that would help because then instead of shutting down, she can better voice like her opinions and like you know make it more of a discussion rather than having someone who's gonna yell and then she can't be like, hey, let's not. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you can you risk being with someone who like can take advantage of that. If you if you're the kind that like shuts down and like, you know, is belittled and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing. That's that's toxic and you don't want that. But still, like, yeah, yeah, still you want a voice. You don't want to just like, yeah, be walked over either. What I found that works for us and I'm sure it works for other people. It's like after we get out of this, like you hate me, I hate you type of vibe and all that stuff. Being able to, like, sit down, like, on the couch or something and just, like, being able to talk through it. And at least normally our conversations talking through it don't get yelly unless I feel like you're not listening to me. (laughs) Then I feel like I have to raise my voice a little bit. (laughs) Yes, because statistically raising your voice makes people listen more. Yo, I'm going to fight you off air. (laughs) He said it here, folks. Uh (laughs) Oh. He's gonna yell. Oh god. Um, 
but that's what I feel like. I like those conversations, like after the, like after you, you, like maybe like the next day or something like that, where like you know, yeah, it's like after dinner or something like that, and we can we can sit back and talk about this, yeah, and kind of like go through what role we played in in this fight because mm-hmm. I'll say this until the day I die. There's a lot of things to not care about in this world, mm-hmm. and probably what we're fighting about does not matter. Mm-hmm. No offense to you. There has probably not been an important fight that we have had during our time in our relationship yet. Um, I mean, no, like the fights are dumb, but I wouldn't say they're all unproductive. But there's because, better ways to make the make yes, that happen instead yes, of fighting. Totally. But I would say the things that were happening or whatever, like, you know, they had to happen kind his, of thing or be talked about or whatever. But what I'm hoping is that the fights what I feel like everyone should be hoping for is for the fights to not happen as much and hoping to fuel more conversations of like, right. I don't like that you do this. And kind of seeing where that goes. Because mm-hmm. I, I, depending on what you're saying you don't like, it's uh, it could go either which way. Someone I know who she claims she doesn't argue with her husband and like... They don't fight at all and whatever. Amen. I want to get there. She basically says she's like, no, they're like, I mean, she's like, I, I won't say, you know, we don't have like heated discussions or like it's like a, you know, something. But it's more she always goes with the approach of kindness. Yeah. So like, what are you looking to change? And what are yeah. what makes more sense to you? And how do we go about that? Because one, it's the kindness route. And two. It's the whole tackling the problem together thing. Mm-hmm. The not it's the more you against the problem rather than you exactly. against each other. That's a big one. And that's a really difficult one to grasp, especially if you come from toxicity. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing. You don't get it. Like it doesn't make sense when you're first like figuring this out. And so you fight it. You fight it even more because it doesn't feel natural. But you get to this point where it makes a lot of sense because Whatever the issue is at hand usually isn't enough to tear you guys apart. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why let it? Like, why? It's it's more of like, no, let's shift this. Like, I don't know. Say your work schedule's changed and then chores changed or uh, whatever. And it's like, instead of it being like, because you didn't wash the dishes, you're a terrible person and like all this stuff. It's no, it's like, all right. So you work second shift now. How about you wash the dishes in the morning before you go to work instead of how you used to do them after work? Like, it's just, yeah, like. Yeah, but it's. It's not that easy. I mean, I get it, but. Yeah, because it's like you have to talk to the person. See take what, strategy. See what the other person is feeling, <laughs> what they want to do. Because even though you say, oh, can you do this instead? No, but I'm you saying sure that's. okay with it. Right. But I'm saying that's a way to go about it of a you guys against the problem rather than the problem becoming See, you guys. I'll say we're still working on that because you, you associate a lot of things to be like, no, he's the problem. And I'm like, I've gotten a lot better. I, okay. I, I, I'll give you that. Sir, I'm just trying to get us to like, yo, where it's like throwing me under the bus here. This is the problem. OK, is there a way to handle it? If there's yeah. a way, is there something that we both can agree on? that is reasonable given the yeah. problem that's at hand it's like yeah. i'm hoping i want to make sure we get like a 99 out of 100 success rate as far as handling the problem i mean okay we're fights. human even if we did like 90 percent out of 100 that's not okay. bad we're still working on that but we'll get there we're really not that bad we'll what are there. you talking Dog, about optimism i 
but that's the optimism. I'm saying we're really not that bad. I feel like we're cool, like 70. What? Uh, that's better than 30, 40. I would say more like 80, but okay. Okay. <laughs> I, it's your opinion i can't say you're wrong like it's okay like, okay right, um, that's just my thoughts on it uh yeah i i would say yelling is not possible to like never do it yeah that's that's don't put that stress on you yeah. that it's because trust me if you do that the one time you yell even if it's like you're three years into a relationship and this is the first time yelling has happened then you're gonna implode because you're going to be like, oh, I said never and it was supposed to never be. And now our whole world is collapsing and it's a problem. Like, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. Even if you're like on a really good streak. Yeah. Like, don't do that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Perfection is not real. So. Oh, amen to that, sis. Yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think that's it. I think that's all we got. A lot of, a lot of gems and keys in this keys yeah. what does that mean Khaled. i got the keys 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 i got the keys, keys okay that's a you thing no it's a i listen to rap music right band. so i don't understand that but okay okay i'm gonna fight you times two <laughs> all right he's gonna yell times two all right guys so <laughs> back down to 50 percent. <laughs> i totally want to know everyone's opinions on anything and everything we've talked about oh wait hold up Go to the checkout. I think we have a, actually a voice message from Angelica from. Uh, hold on. Oh, hold on. You're gonna pull us up. Yeah. Before we get out of here, a little from Angelica from a little bit of everything. We have a voice message from her. How do I do this? Oh my god! That's why she's giving me your phone. To... I completely forgot. So we're gonna play this on air for you guys. Uh, as soon as my phone lets me do this. Up oh, here we go. So, real quick, shout out to Angelica. She's a real one. We're gonna play her audio clip real quick here. Hey, it's Angelica from a little bit of everything with me podcast. And what up, what up, what up? Happy anniversary. <laughs> Happy anniversary. You guys made it to the one year. Holy crap. Welcome to the one year club. What up, what up? Um, you guys make such amazing content. And thank you so much. And I, I, you guys know I'm a huge fan. So thank you uh, for all that you do and making me laugh and giving me the what up, what up, what up. Because that was like my highlight of your one year you brought up you brought back the what up what up happy tuesday happy friday whatever it is <laughs> anyways guys thank you so much and happy anniversary and enjoy it i cannot wait to what this year will bring you and many blessings to the to you and the podcast i love it thank i love you. the happy anniversary happy anniversary like the tuesday yeah. i love it thanks She's, man you're not just a fan you're a stan you're a page in the Simpsons stand. Okay, dog. Again, in our two worlds, those are two different things. It mean well, it means like a, a mega fan, like a. Okay, stand in my world means you're a copycat. No. <laughs> again, that's not okay. Well, let me tell you, in the pop culture world, which is like most people, it doesn't mean that because literally, I'll see it on Twitter. Like thirteen-year-olds will say "stan." That's the thing nowadays. Dog, Eminem made "stan." Well, those thirteen-year-olds do not know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait man. wait wait there was a oh, what was it? 
something came out 22 years ago. I can't remember. It was some song. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. oh, oh the Britney Spears oh song. So on TikTok, okay. the, it's going around the, the hit me baby one more time sound. People they, are using they, it in different ways. Someone? What? They punch someone? No. Hit me baby. No. And this one person, she's like, she made herself into a Britney lookalike with like the wig and the makeup and the suit and everything mm-hmm. from the music video. And like in the comments, it's like people are like, imagine, first of all, the TikTok users are like half the age of when this came out. Mm-hmm. And also imagine them just not getting the reference at all and not understanding this was like the music video and stuff. And I feel old. Okay. So. That's great. I'm glad you took us through memory lane that only some of us remember. <laughs> um, a lot. What? I think uh, most of the people who listen, I don't think we would have a lot of 13 year olds listening. Okay. Well, Anywho's I just want to say thanks, Angelica. Yeah, thanks, Angelica. Shout out to you. Um, check out her podcast if you haven't. A little bit of everything with Angelica. We plan on being on her podcast. Uh, yeah in a few weeks i'm not sure when she plans on putting the episode out but we are looking forward to it and we're hoping to at some point get her on our podcast that would be really dope um have her answer a few topics and stuff like that but yeah with that being said if you have any questions on any topics you want to give your viewpoint you want to share your opinion anything dog we got voice messages in the link below you can send us it through anchor we'll play it live on the podcast or you can shoot us, uh, you know, an email, pagingthesimpsons at gmail.com, also in the description, and we'll read it live on the air. Um, man, it's been a really good episode. Yep. All right, guys. With that being said, I'm Shadell, host of Paging the Simpsons. I'm joined by my lovely wife. Lauren. And I did not mess that outro out. Yeah, good job. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Peace out. That was a Titan Cast episode.